0: With us right now, it's Karen Manja. Karen, you are found on the web at readsuccessfromanywhere.com. You're the author of several successful books, including the newest one, Success From Anywhere, Create Your Own Future of Work from the Inside Out, uh, a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Thank you so much, Karen, for joining us.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here. And I just Love the enthusiasm that you bring to every conversation. It's so vibrant.
0: Well, thank you. And likewise, uh, because you are a fellow podcaster, your podcast is called Success From Anywhere, uh, which again, if you're listening in your podcast app right now, just search for that. Just search for success from anywhere. You'll find it. Hit subscribe. Uh, So Karen, talk about and tell us about the impact that you have in the world today and the work that you do.
1: What I think about is this pandemic pause gave us an opportunity to rework work. I mean, when you think about what matters, what's happening collectively is we're challenging the definition of what it means to be successful. And for the first time in mass, we're willing to do something about it. I mean, if you think about these headlines right now, you know, the great resignation, the great reshuffle, quiet quitting, quiet firing, whatever you want to buy into, when I step back and think about the message behind the headlines, it's this. We often buy into this formula or definition of success that has do more to have more to be more, right? Whether that's more products, more profits, more activities, or more accomplishments. We think more suns up to success. And for the first time, Employers are offering things like more pay, more PTO, and more perks to attract and retain their workers or to help navigate burnout or mental health, and yet we see people saying, I'm not interested. That's not the more I'm looking for, and I think it's time for us to start asking and considering a different question, which is, what matters? And that's really what I talk and think so much about, and a lot of the voices I feature on the podcast are people who are disruptors of what it means to be successful now, and they're constructing work in a new way and challenging these long-held notions about where work happens, when work happens, how work happens, who does the work, and really at the end of the day, what it means to be successful.
0: Well Karen you are asking some really big questions and I'm on the edge of my seat now I, I want to know what your observation of the trends are what are uh or, or not not maybe not what are employees asking for but what should employees be asking maybe maybe what some employees are asking or what some employers are providing because they're you know they're they're they're, they're they're evolving as we all should rather than you know just this concept of what work is and trading an honest day's labor for an honest day's pay and that's it. Now I'm gonna go back and, you know, work is done and uh, you know, we we are. we're living in, in, in a different kind of reality today, which is is exciting for those who are paying attention uh, and probably very frustrating for those who are not.
1: Employees want three things at at the core of the message, and I've done almost a thousand one-on-one interviews now across Thrive Global and Authority Magazine asking these questions, and the three themes that come up consistently all over the world are that employees want flexibility, autonomy, and choice. And when I think about closing the gap between what employers are willing to offer And what employees now expect, we have an opportunity to use curiosity and conversation to create choices that align with what employers are willing to offer and what employees now expect. I mean, I think about it this way. We're all seeing these headlines about companies issuing these return to office mandates. And what's happening? Well, some people are quiet quitting, meaning they're still working there, but they're kind of quitting on the job and not doing their best work. Some are literally quitting. I mean, they're literally leaving the company, the organization, they're finding a new place to work. And then there's actually a third phenomenon that's happening, which is people just aren't doing it. And here's what I think about. I don't know if you've ever tried to get a kid to eat something they don't want to eat right yeah this good luck with that club, right <laughs> what happens you say you're going to sit there until you finish everything on your plate what is that that's a mandate and what? yeah happens? that's my mom <laughs> right right i mean i'm italian that's my whole family my, right, la- sure. my last name means eat in italian we were born to be food pushers <laughs> it's who we are You have a legacy
0: to uphold. You must be an eater.
1: (laughs) I know. I mean, so many people think about why am I here? I mean, I know. I'm clear. (laughs) But but really, what happens, right? There's a force within that child that rises up. It's a force of resistance. Mm. Mm. And the same thing happens to all of us as humans and as employees. When we're issued a mandate without any context for the meaning or that mandate does not hold meaning for us. We behave like the toddler being forced to eat something we don't want to eat. A force of resistance rises up within us and comes out like this. You can't make me. Now, are any of us going to be doing our best work when we feel like we've been issued a mandate without meaning? Curiosity is what gives us an opportunity to change the conversation. It's what gives us an opportunity to create choices together Mm -hmm that both employer and employee could feel good about. And we all feel greater ownership of what we help to create. So when employees participate in creating these topics or choices and employers say, yeah, we're willing to, to fund that or offer some flexibility here, great things happen.
0: I'm gonna ask the obvious question about what employers can be doing better to gather that information and take action on that. But I want to ask before I do that, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, the CEO that's listening. I'm thinking about the founder that's listening right now that um, they're doing a bunch of stuff in their role as a top level leader, and I want them to know that they have control as well. Like you're just because you're the CEO or the founder doesn't mean you're relegated to do stuff you hate. You can also design this and you can be proactive in the I'm sorry, I just don't like eating peas. Guess what? You don't have to eat peas today. Would you mind addressing that first? Because I honestly, like I, I, I don't think that gets talked about enough.
1: Choice is what moves us from limited to limitless. And when you think about what happens with choice, choice is available at one exact moment in time. And it's right now, the present moment. So choice is not baked on what we did in the past, whether that made us successful or not, whether we liked it or not. And choice is not baked in worrying about the future. Choice says, what could I do right here? How could I start with where I am, work with what I have? What else could this be? And one of my favorite examples is General Mills. Now, You might recognize this this as the company that we were killing strangers in grocery stores for in 2020, right? We had to have the cereal and the flour because we were apparently all going to compete on the Great British Baking Show at the same time. right? Okay. So now imagine what it's like to be a worker at General Mills in 2020. You're literally essential. And like all great organizations, General Mills was sending out employee poll surveys, and in not surprising news, heard back, we feel burnt out. We're tired. And so the well-intentioned leaders at General Mills said, you're burnt out. We hear you. That's why we're going to give you the gift of some extra PTO. Now they were shocked when only 20%, or I'm sorry, only 7% of the employees opted into this extra PTO. And What's beautiful about what they did next is the leadership team stepped away and said, I don't think that was very effective. I mean, 7% opt-in at an almost 100% burnout rate is not working. They got curious. They did one-on-one interviews with employees and they asked, well, what would a burnout navigation strategy look like for you? What would a benefit work like for you? And then they also engaged an organization that's expert in brain science. You know, what is it that lights up all of those wonderful centers in our brain that make you say, I feel seen, I feel heard, I feel appreciated, wow, I love it here. And they went back to that exact same group of 10,000 employees last year and they said, you're burnout. out, we hear you. That's why we're rolling out the Gift of Choice program. And inside the Gift of Choice program, you will have three choices, more <laughs> PTO, more pay. So literal cold, hard cash, or the donation to a not for profit of your choosing. Yeah. Within 24 hours, 85% of the employees opted in to the gift of choice program. They knew they were onto something. I mean, 7% to 85%. Now, Josh, you're a smart guy. Out of those three choices, what do you believe was the number one choice of more PTO, more pay, or donation to a not for profit? What was the top choice?
0: You know, I, my first temptation would be to say that it's, the, 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 you know, the more freedom, the more flexible, the more time off, but I could be wrong. I could be surprised here.
1: You're right. It was more PTO. And yeah. here's what I find mind-blowing about that story. The employer got to the exact outcome they wanted by attaching they gave them to off. meaning yes. and choice. yes. As opposed to a mandate, when we feel that we have a choice, and by the way, when we view those choices as favorable, great things light up in our brain that we say, wow, this is a great place to work. I mean, every place could be a great place to work if we baked it on choice. Now, think about what that employer did that we could all do from CEO down to individual contributor. First, be clear about your values. We clearly value the well being of our employees. Second, Leadership is listening. They asked more questions and they asked different questions. Third, when they got the feedback, they said, where are we willing to offer some choice? Now, at the end of the day, it was budget neutral. All three options were budget neutral. It didn't cost more. All it cost was being willing to say, just because we're at the top of the organization doesn't mean that we know what's best for you. What we do trust is that you know what's best for you, and we're going to it. enable you to choose. And I think, what would change inside of our organizations to power peak performance if we just got curious enough to change the conversation and create choices?
0: I love that. You know, it. I could think of so many other analogies, and I like the fact that, you know, you're kind of talking about, you're going to eat, you know, what's on your plate? What's for dinner tonight? Take it or leave it, right? (laughs) There's no real choice there. Whereas, you know, I don't know, you know, for me, it's like, I I remember my kids, their favorite restaurants were you know, like a salad, like, so we would take them to a, a big salad buffet place. And as a, you can have anything you want on the buffet. And guess what? They ended up eating a lot of healthy vegetables, but they got to choose. And, you know, again, so long it wasn't a plate of cheese or, you know, with cheese with dressing, like, you know, they're going to do all right. They're good, You know, but I love that. And they enjoy it. They're eating healthy. Like there's like so many analogies, like You could use the diet analogy. Oh, you know, I'm not allowed to. I can't. Right. When you tell yourself, I can't do that. No. What I found having lost 30 pounds this year is you in in atomic habits, they talk about this, you know, that you have to give yourself choices and, and feel like you're in control because when you don't feel in your control, um, you just, shrink. And and it's just, it feels awful. And then you resist and you fight like, oh, I love this. This all makes so much sense. Um, so yeah. for the employer that's listening right now, how can we um, you know, what is the, maybe the first step? I, I mean, I could think of some obvious answers, but like, this sounds brilliant. Like I want to know what my team members want, what I don't want to do. <laughs> Cause I've been on the other side of this is, you know, employers show up and say, Hey, guess what? Well, we just bought a ping pong table. Okay. Cool, I guess. Like, I didn't, we don't really need that. (laughs) I don't, I'm not, you know, it's like that sort of thing. So, we want to do things very intuitively or thoughtfully. Um, What is this process that we can know what choices we want to start offering?
1: What constitutes a benefit to you now is a great question. Maybe for your employees now, it isn't a ping pong table and a free bike share program. Maybe it is. A block of concierge hours so someone can run around and pick up your dry cleaning and prescriptions. Maybe it's a block of tutoring hours to help your child who's struggling in math so that you feel less distracted and that child has an opportunity to feel more successful. Start with something where choice is something you can invite your employees to contribute ideas And that you know will essentially be budget neutral. I mean, if I don't want the bike share program and I do want a block of 100 tutoring hours, it probably ends up being the same amount of money. So look for places where it could be easier to offer a choice, right? There are some areas of choice inside of organizations that feel more complex or are more polarizing, right? Return to office is a great example. You'll come to the office, I'm not coming to the office. It doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. We could ask for, you know, how often would you like to come to the office? For what purpose would you like to come to the office? What what would be the upside to you of coming to the office? And I think about this return to office debate as Mm -hmm. what would it take for you as an employer to earn your employees commute? What would it take to earn a commute? What would it take for your employee to say, that was worth battling the traffic and getting dressed and getting the kids shuffled everywhere today. That was worthwhile. It changes our mindset about how we see what's possible. It invites us to commit to gathering with a purpose and to make sure that purpose is fulfilled when we're together.
0: Karen Manja, you are a rock star. Your new book. I love, I love this interview. Success from anywhere is your book. It's on Amazon and everywhere else. Um we have like one minute left. Uh, but tell tell us about the transformation that will take place when you buy, read, and apply what you learn in this book. Success
1: from anywhere is an invitation to freedom, the freedom to choose your values, the freedom to choose how you work, where you work, when you work. And what I've discovered and what the book invites you to do is to change your relationship with work. Because when you change your relationship with work, everything changes.
0: I absolutely love it. On your website, read success from not only can you order the book there but uh, it also unlocks some bonuses would you mind maybe mentioning that and anything else that you want to share in terms of like what everyone's next steps should be
1: inside of the bonuses there are 10 games that you can play individually or as an organization to change this conversation about work and challenge the way we've always done things They are video-based, and then there's an activity with each one of them so that you can do some simple activities like the stress-free experiment, the myths and misconceptions of work. It's an invitation to engage and make this conversation work for you inside of your team or organization, and you can start it as soon as this podcast ends.
0: I love it. Karen Manja, and again, your uh, podcast as well is called Success From Anywhere. Your website read success from Karen, this is a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Thanks for listening to the thoughtful entrepreneur show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest.